Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more talking sports. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, Fired Up. Ah, you're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray. I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is definitely a multi-sport Friday, because you know what's great about this year, Ray? Everybody's playing, right? This weekend, you got Thursday and NFL football, college football, hockey, basketball, baseball. This is uh, a great time of the year where all the sports collide. And you get to hear about it on Ray and Tay. So give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, today at gmail.com. Check out the website, com. Very interactive, all your social media sites. All right. Ray, we got to start with the World Series. Only, what, 28 or 29 minutes away, you know, game three in Chicago. First time in over 70 years, this is going to be exciting. They're saying the wind is blowing out. It, you know, might favor some guys, might, you know, hinder some guys. We'll talk about the weekend, three, four, and five, but just looking at game three first, Hendricks, Tomlin, Santana in left field, no Kyle Schwimmer unless he D8 pinch hits. What's your feel in this game in Wrigley? So Kyle Hendricks led all of baseball in ERA. And even though Cleveland's hot, I think that it's going to continue the pitching that John Lester pitched decently, actually. Um, but obviously Arietta shut him down, and I think Kyle, uh, Kyle Hendricks is going to do the, sh- going to do the same. Their hottest hitter and their go-to guy is Kyle Schwarber. But he's not ready. His knee's not ready, so he'll only be able to DH, like you said. Or, you know, obviously if this goes back to the American League Park, I mean, he'll uh, pinch hit pinch in the National League Park and then DH back in Cleveland. So <clears throat> the one thing that is going for the Indians, though, is their running game, right? If they can get on base and they can cause some havoc, then maybe they can get to Hendricks, by running around, being on the base path, taking it, you know, one base at a time. But as it stands now, the ERA leader, right after they faced Jake Arrieta, I got to think Chicago's looking pretty good. Do you think Santana can lead off and get things going? You got, you know, our boy Francisco uh, Santana in left field, right? Well, that's the funny thing because both of these teams are great defensive teams. But you have to question if that's going to come back to bite uh, Francona because he's not a great glove in left field. So we'll see. I Look, tonight I really think it's going to be Hendricks. I think this could be a 3-1, 2-1 game for the Cubs. 
I also feel that, you know, like I said, the Cubs in seven, you had the Cubs in five. Either way, we're both riding with the Cubs, but I think with the 1-1 coming back to for three in Chicago, um, I think we go back to Cleveland for at least the game six, if not the game seven, because I think you're going to see uh, our boy Corey Kluber in game four, Abdul Lackey. So game five should be fascinating. But it, it's going to be a good weekend. Chicago – in general, is on fire, right? Bulls won their home opener last night. We'll get to that. But just, you know, the feeling in Chicago. And I, I guess for karma sense, would you want uh, your boy Steve Bartman to sing uh, Take Me Out to the Ballpark or, you know, the something out there? Like, just for you know what? Folks to kind to of bury that hatchet. Folks need to get off huh? of this guy because it's unclear if Moises Alou would have made that play uh, Alex Gonzalez has an error oh, in the totally, eighth. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have a game seven. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many reasons that that Bartman is is an un, you know, uh, an unworthy, unfairly baseball. abused person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, get off this kid's back. And you know what? No, I don't think he should. He should. I think he should fade away. Like poor guy. I think he should just fade away. Meaning, just don't even bring it back up. Don't, it's almost like you're making. Can I say something now? If they win, Ray, give the guy a ring. I really feel that. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, because no, you know why? I mean, he went through unprecedented uh, ridicule and abuse in Chicago, and I just think PR or just for the baseball gods, I think it's the right thing to do. Like, I think it was shameful what the guy went through. You know what I mean? What did the guy do? I mean, at the end of the day, he just tried to catch a ball. And it's it's instinct, and, and yeah, you're the home team, so maybe you're supposed to clear out from Moises Alou. But, I mean, it's 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 not something that you or I wouldn't do instinctually. Now, maybe our, our, our mind would take over and say, wait a minute, it's the bottom of the seventh or top of the seventh. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't do it. We're the home team. But right there, the ball's coming to you. You're excited as a fan. You go to Totally agree with you. So I I like three and five for the Cubs. How are you looking at Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Well, you said it. Uh, it comes down to Corey Kluber. Look, I think they lose tonight. So it comes down to can Corey Kluber beat John Lackey? And I'm going to stick with my pick. I actually think that Chicago is too tough, and I think they will keep – Cleveland's running game in check, and I think my Ooh. original pick stands that they'll win in five. Oh, sweep, huh? That's fascinating. Hey, you know, I'll tell you this, man. The crowd is going to be wild. And one thing about the Cubs, give them credit. When they start to roll off the hits, they come fast like in, in a fury in bunches. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see if Tomlin, you know, maybe he – Look, emotionally, he's hyped up. His dad is there. His dad was uh, paralyzed and hasn't been able to see him in person, pitch, and see him for a long time. So maybe maybe this guy's got something bigger tonight to play for. Maybe he shocks us all and Tomlin puts up, uh, you know, a heroic-type performance. Either way, I think it's going to be fascinating. And Look, we from both a baseball perspective, think. I want to see seven games, especially – these two oh, franchises yeah. that haven't won it since 1908 and 1948. So 
was it? On the edge of your seat with that. Combined yeah. years, I definitely want to see a home. You know, I definitely want to see this this series decided in seven games in in Cleveland. So totally there's agree. no doubt that as a baseball fan, I want more baseball. You want more and more. Well, are you ready for some of these postseason awards? I heard they haven't got the finalists for the Golden Gloves, but they got like, well, they have the finalists, but they didn't give out the Golden Gloves. A couple of Diamondbacks are in the running. But uh, with the Hank Aaron Award, right, the best hitters went to Ortiz and Chris Bryant. So um, very deserving. So it's good. We'll leave the baseball alone. Tune in. I mean, it's coming on on Fox in a little bit. And it's it's just going to be a great sports weekend. Thursday night football, Ray. Wow. Um, this team, to me, the Tennessee Titans, Mariota, Murray, Henry, Wright, Walker, Sharp, Taylor Lewan in the offensive line, Dick LeBeau in the, in the, in the hard-hitting Titan defense, I think they're going to win the AFC South. I think the Jaguars are done. I wouldn't bench Bortles because it's mental and the line is a mess. But like I told you, I think they're going to have to end Gus Bradley's uh, term and go with either, you know, the Houston coach, Herman, or David Shaw, or some, you know, Josh McDaniels, somebody. And I think Bortles will be fine. It's just going to be next year. I'm kind of disappointed in him and, and his footwork and the Jaguars, but that was impressive. And I know you saw Henry just plow guys over him and Murray that was a good win and Mariota is starting to play like a number two pick what'd you think about that game so I got to tell you I was never a Blake Bortles fan I still have questions about Blake Bortles and he didn't show out well his numbers actually weren't awful but you just looked at the game and Tennessee was by far the better team and what impressed me the most about Tennessee is they imposed their will. This was like a college game, you know, those Nebraska teams, those Oklahoma teams, some of those Ohio State teams, just we're bigger than you are. We're just going to ram it down your throat. And they're, and I have Marcus Mariota on my fantasy team, so, you know, I was excited, but, but he only ended up with 270. He did have those two touchdowns, but – the thing is, they didn't even need it. They ran the ball with ease. It was like the Washington Redskins of the 80s. They just ran it. The, the, the Steelers of the 70s, they just it was good said, to see. mano y mano, <laughs> we're just bigger than you. We're just going to move you around. And this is a good Jacksonville defense. Young, but led, good. Led by a head coach who's got a pretty aggressive defensive philosophy they just impose their will, and, and that's a good sign if you're the Tennessee Titans because they need – I still think that at the skill wide-out position, they don't have anybody really that scares you. So the fact that they – Only Delaney up, Walker. Yeah, but they but need a number one receiver. End. You're right. They need they a number, need one, a number receiver. one receiver. They gave up on – But if they get that – if yeah. they get that, yes, absolutely. If they get that, well, because then, then you move right and sharp to two and three, and that's really nice. Yes. So, if but but how often do you get a number one receiver, right? Like Des Bryant's of the world, and 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 
Jordy Nelsons of the world and AJ Greens of the world, they're not that easy to get to come by, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe this year a first round pick if they dedicate it to a receiver. I think the rest of the team is just young and developing. You go sign a free agent. Um, it's possible. It's definitely possible. possible. We don't know. Good, good, good news in Tennessee, and what's even better yeah. news is your neighborhood is terrible. You know, Houston, Texas. <laughs> you always talk about that address. You, you don't, you don't like their zip code, right? <laughs> I'm like a real estate broker. Your, your Houston, Texans are nothing to write home about. Your Indianapolis Colts are in a world of hurt, and Andrew Luck's head is spinning, and and the Jacksonville Jaguars can basically mail it in until next year. So nine and seven wins the division. Eight and eight. Might I win think, the division. and I think the Titans can do it. I don't yeah. truck Brock Osweiler, no and, and you're right about the Colts. So it'll be fascinating. So let's get to these games, man. A busy week in the NFL. Um, let's start with a interconference game. Back to London. The Redskins are battling the Cincinnati Bengals. Two and a half points. The Bengals. It's a home game for them. You know, when I look at this, I'm like. And either one of these teams could win this game because if Jordan Reed comes back and it's looking like he might, we'll have to see. Um, your boy Matt Jones might not play, so I might go with uh, Kelly. Or Matt who, Jones. You know. <laughs> so you know, it, and, and and our boy Vernon Davis has stepped up nicely, but I think the Bengals and AJ Green are going to be too much. You know, I don't know if Josh Norman's a go. He was in a concussion protocol, and I basically trip, think. He yeah. and uh, Jordan well, Reed at least made the trip. Yeah, no, and that's that's encouraging. I bet I bet they both go. I'm going to take the Bengals in this one, though. I think they have more posse, more talent. I like and trust Andy Dalton a little bit more than Kirk Cousins. And hmm, I think they covered the spread. I'll go like 27-23 Bengals. A.J. Green, eight catches, a buck 13, and a touchdown. You know, this Washington Redskins team is so up and down that it's hard to handicap them. And if Josh Norman and Reed are not fully healthy, this Bengals team, despite being three and four, they're pretty good. And I still think that that Andy Dalton can still do his thing and A.J. Green and uh, Brandon LaFell. And obviously they have their thunder and lightning. And when they're on, Hill and Bernard can definitely – give you trouble uh the defense has always been there they've had some injuries on the defensive line your boy Fontes, uh perfect and the boys you know geno atkins up front i like the Bengals team i think that this is a misleading three and four i think they're a little bit better than that uh tyler eifert coming back gives them a little bit more uh, of a threat up the middle which probably helps open up the open up the uh edges for uh, they might miss Jeremy Hill, though. I don't know if he's healthy yet, like after he he played. And then yeah, Jared so, so you can't rely too much on Gio Bernard. You kind of like him as a two-back system. But I think that it's enough to beat the Redskins. So I agree. I think they beat the Redskins. I yeah. think it's a pretty close game, though. I'll say uh, close low-scoring game. I'll say 24-23. Mm, okay, so you like the Redskins with the spread. Uh, that, that's uh, that, That's far. That's far. So we've got a bunch of good games. Let's look at the Seahawks at the Saints. Um, look, Seahawks are going on the road down to New Orleans, the homecoming of Jimmy Graham, three-and-a-half points. Um, you know, everything would say, yeah, Drew Brees, Saints play well at home. But I think the Seahawks will be so relieved to 
play against a horrible defense after that bloodbath war tie game on Sunday night football against their, you know, division rivals, the Cardinals. And I think Doug Baldwin and I think Jimmy Graham and, and you know, maybe even Curse or Lockett, they, they, they're going to have a little uh, field day because it's, you know, a relief to not play against Patrick Peterson. And I think it's going to hurt the Saints. So I think the Saints can get some points, but I think Seahawks can get some more just because Russell Wilson is, you know, each week getting a little bit better with that brace. And the weak offensive line, the Saints can't really take advantage of it unless they go blitz crazy, and Russell's kind of too smart for that. So I'll take the Seahawks to cover. Um, Maybe a a weird, weird score, but I'll just say, like, I'll go 27-23. They they cover the four, and 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 I like Jimmy Graham. You know, revenge coming back. I think he gives you um, <laughs> wide receiver stats, right? Uh, six for ninety-seven and a touchdown because he's not you know a what? tight end. <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say the Saints win. I'm gonna say the Saints win in a shootout. And Seattle's hmm. going to be forced to put up points, even though their, their defense is excellent. Seattle is a very weird 4-1-1, one one, right? Uh, no Michael Bennett, team, that's, that's true. He's no not Michael Bennett. The Saints team can score. Drew Brees is not scared of no one. Nobody. Especially going down there into into New Orleans, even though the last couple of years the, the, the Superdome hasn't been uh, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Hasn't been not, that not, not the same home cooking? Men. No, you don't like the, the gumbo is not as good as it used the to be. The gumbo's <laughs> not as good. The the jambalaya is not really kicking like it was. So I don't know what happened uh, down in New Orleans, but that home field is not what it was. But you know what? I have a feeling that the Saints can always put up points, and I'm not sure the Seahawks can. I'm not sure they're the Seahawks of two years ago. So so if the Saints are able to put up 33, 35, can you see this this Seahawks team, the one that played last week? putting up that number they finally found jimmy graham in overtime you know doug baldwin was banged up a little bit he came back the running game Kristen, mike you know they're not quite where they used to be when, when rawls comes back and is in full full force maybe midway through the season they'll, they'll hit their stride you know in a week or two but right now i'm not sure they can keep up with the saints team that you know is going to score at least even on this good defense, at least 28. I'll say they'll score 33. So I'll say they win 33-28 Saints. Hold on. I think we got a caller. Let's let's pass the caller and maybe we'll talk some NFL. Hello, caller. You're on the air with Ray and Tay. Yeah, how y'all doing, man? Oh, hey. What's, what's going up, on? Naj, what's going no. on, man? Not much slow motion for me, man. about y'all? Oh, good. We're just talking baseball. We're talking some football. It's all good. NBA's back. We're excited, man. This this is the best time of the year, man. Indeed. Indeed. I agree, man. We've got good games going on. So, I I guess I wanted to get in with y'all on the football thing. So, I mean, don't let me slow you down uh, from whatever mark you're at now. Well, well, hold on, let me ask you this. Let's bring your boy Matt Ryan back in because we had for about four weeks he looked like he was the you know Boston College Matty Ice, and then for the last few weeks you know the the, the other Matty Ice showed up. So what's going on? We, do we have some schizophrenia there? And what do you think's happening with this uh, Packers Falcon game on Sunday? Yeah, the, the Packers scare me, man, because their, their running back issues means they're probably going to spread the Falcons out. And, you know, their defense is horrible. Uh, look, Matt Ryan has played really good this year, man. I, I can't knock the dude. I got to, you know, admit that he played way better than I thought he would. 
And, and you're right, lately it slipped a little bit, but I guess he's kind of gained a little more credibility this year with how he came out the box. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's Matty Ice. I still don't trust that guy. I expect him to play at maybe a Pro Bowl level, but not an elite, you know, super quarterback level. But uh, that Green Bay game, I'm staying away from that one, man. I think the Packers are going to put up a big number. What do you think well, about how, how about going this? down? Does that hurt? Does that hurt? Oh, yeah. The Falcons, and, and, and can uh, Devontae Freeman carry the load by himself? Yeah, I think Devontae can carry the load by himself. I, I don't think Tevin was doing too much in the running game. Uh, you know, the thing about him was when they split him out wide or he right. went to the slot as a receiver, that, that's what was giving defenses so much trouble. Uh, people started to adjust, but when you made adjustments to that, that means you left Julio one-on-one with somebody, and, you know, they, that just can't be done. That, that, that just can't be done. So that, that, that Wait, let me give you something up. to be excited about, though. I, I really think – I actually – I'm thinking of Falcons in this game with, with the points, with the two-and-a-half-point spread. I don't think – and remember we saw the Packers, what, 55, 54 pass attempts last week. Dan Quinn, remember, at Seattle, he had the Packers' number. And I think your, you know, Keanu Neal and your, your defense, you got a couple of guys, and maybe Vic Beasley can get to the quarterback. I don't trust Aaron Rodgers and, and the happy feet, and I think Matt Ryan can outscore him because I don't know if these receivers from week to week are going to, you know, be able to do the screen passes. Will Ty Montgomery, you know, be the running back and Cobb's a little banged up? Will he running back? You know what I mean? And maybe Niles Davis shows up. But I think the Falcons' defense is a little bit better. They showed me a lot in that loss in Seattle and, and in the Denver game. So I think at home, this is the, 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 the game that they need, a little home cooking. I think the Falcons pulled this one out, man. Keep your head up. I think they got it. I really do. Another team that's 1-2 and two at home, though. The Falcons, you know, the Georgia Dome is not a huge – home field advantage yeah yeah i yeah i have to admit that too but i, I mean I, so, I don't know man i i feel like making making it to where aaron now is dependent on short passes actually helps him get through this little funk that he's in because now he doesn't have to be as precise he doesn't have to throw through windows and all of that he's just trying to get the ball out quickly to these guys to make up for the running game and i think that's getting aaron back in rhythm so that that's what i'm worried about man I wish I wish uh, running back was out there. Well, is that <laughs> ironic? Is that ironic? What, you know, let's say that Aaron Rodgers gets it together and they go deep in the playoffs, and you look back and you say most quarterbacks' best friend is either a running game or a tight end, and then you say to yourself, wait a minute, losing the running game actually got our quarterback and our offense back on track, right? Wouldn't that be ironic? Hell yeah, man, and I'm scared to death of it. Well, it's because it's making them creative, right? They, their play calling was so bland, so boring, no motion. Guys weren't getting open. And sometimes, you know, like the Steelers and Patriots do, you just got to throw a quick slant, a quick curl, or a quick screen pass. So, to me, I, I, I'm relieved to see it. You know, I'm not a Packer fan, but, you know, happy to see them get some things going. What about this game? The Cardinals against the Panthers. This is one that we're picking. And, you know, the Cardinals, I think they feel relieved, but I think they're still sore after the Seahawks uh, tie and that defensive, you know, thug thug match against the Panthers, who honestly, 
let's just be honest. <laughs> their season could be over, but because of their division and just because of all the parity in the NFC, they still could be alive for the division or the wild card. So it's a must win coming off the bye. I think the Panthers take care of the Cardinals all day. Carson Palmer, look, unless you give David Johnson 40 carries, there's no way the Cardinals can win. Agreed. I, I think I think the Panthers' role in this game, they had the bye week. They're really ready to prepare. Like you said, They just, Arizona just went through a war. And I'm not too sure about Carson Palmer right now. Are we looking at yeah. Carson Palmer having his Peyton Manning kind of debilitating, you know, thing of all the injuries and all of the, the, the beatings kind of, you know, just weighing down on him? Because he doesn't look like Carson of last year. And like you said, David Johnson, no matter what, he's in the league back now. But, hell, in today's NFL, can you just go out there and run the ball down Carolina's throat? I don't think so. Not in this game. Too much pride on the line. I think they win. Yeah, I agree. And the one, and the one thing that's bothering me, I think you said it, is, uh, is Carson Palmer's confidence. I mean, he's starting to get happy feet. He's starting to get a little panic down there in the pocket. Things are breaking down. And also his receivers are going down by the wayside, right? the two Browns, and then, um, you know, Larry Fitzgerald's there, but, you know, Larry Fitzgerald doesn't really make plays. He, he's still got great hands, but he's not making plays. You're throwing into him and you're throwing it to him in traffic. So when you've got your, your weapons going down and your line, you know, not holding up and you're getting up there in age and you don't really want to get hit, <laughs> you know, to begin with. So that that's not a good that's not a good combination right there. So I think that Carson is uh, is going to get pressured and is going to make a couple mistakes. Yeah, you know, I think funny. we're seeing the oh my bad the end the end of the end of Carson. No, you're right. I had a Cardinal fan tell me something funny today. He said, "You know what's going to happen next season? The Cardinals are going to bring in Jay Cutler. The worst mistake that they could ever make, and Bruce Arians will think he could fix you know a gunslinger and a quarterback." Could you see that happening? Hey, I totally could see it, you know. Yo, dude, arm talent always gets these coaches. If there's a dude with a real big <laughs> arm, they always think they can be the one to fix them. So, yeah, I could see them going Jeff for the, George. the Cutler Jeff okey George is right. still, Jeff George is still alive somewhere. <laughs> right. Uh, How many coaches did he do that to late in his career? Because he had that big arm. And I, I think we're going to see a replay of the NFC Championship game. And you raised a great point with John Brown. I forgot about that. That that dynamic of, of opening up the field with the speed of John Brown, the fact that that's been gone because of the concussions and hamstrings and all of that, that I'm, I'm sure well, that they're saying it's the sickle cell trait. I didn't realize they're saying for him it's the sickle cell trait. I'm still fascinated oh. at how what you call it played out there in Denver with the sickle cell trait and had no issue. Um, I forgot who it was, but Ryan Clark almost died. You know what I mean? Uh, was it Tevin Coleman? No, who was it that was out there yep. in Denver? Yeah, it's Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Tevin yeah, Coleman. So he had no problem with it. And then, you know, so I guess it's fascinating, and I guess it's player to player and the way they react. But I just, after seeing what Ryan Clark went through as a Steeler fan, if I was Tevin Coleman, Coleman, I wouldn't have even risked it. But I guess, you know, they must have run some tests, and his doctor said it was okay. But I feel bad for John Brown, and I don't know, you know, what complications he's having because usually sickle cell trait – you know, it doesn't affect you unless you're, you know, in a real high altitude. So hopefully he bounces back. The Cardinals, I think they're a mess. So, look, two other games before we leave the NFL real quick. Um, the revenge game, the Chargers at the Broncos. Now, you know, CJ's gone. We wish him well. Maybe he gets back for the playoffs. But my man, Devontae Booker, who I've said at the beginning of our show would wind up starting, 
Unfortunately, it's because of injury. But each week he's played a little bit more and gotten better. Um, you know, Phillip Rivers and the boys, they're going to come. But it's not in San Diego. It's in Denver. And I'm going to take the Broncos with the five and a half because I don't think they like losing that last game. And I took the Chargers in that one. But I just think the secondary will be ready. I think Booker is going to show out to be a little bit of a stud fantasy football and regular football and Simeon I think Simeon will step up but watch Joey Bosa because this guy is all over the field and he's worth that draft pick that guy looks great so I'll take the Broncos to win that one and that kid Booker looked really good last week he looked better than C.J. Anderson he was more explosive did you see Devontae there are backs that when they touch the ball they just look faster than the guys around yeah. them, than the guys trying to tackle them. And that was him. He was – it was like he was back in college at Boise State. I mean, he was really just attacking Utah. the line of scrimmage. Run, sorry, Utah. Running downhill. And if he hadn't gotten hurt, he would have been, a, you know, even higher acclaim, higher draft pick. So, I agree. This kid Booker – I like this kid Booker. I think Denver wins easily. I think a little bit of smoke and mirrors in um, – in Denver, they've been, I mean, in uh, San Diego, they've been in all the games, but you can't say they've really dominated their games. So I think Denver puts it together and, and puts a beating on it. Yeah, me as well. I, I don't think San Diego's good at all. I think we're watching the greatness of Phillip Rivers carrying a bad team by putting up points. Uh, yeah, Joey Bosa looks like the real deal. Uh, it's kind of shameful that he had to go through that negotiation with them, seeing what he is now on the field with no camp. You know what I mean? Missing everything. And he's this right now. Uh, as far as Denver, yeah, that defense looked like they're back. They're ready. Uh, I turned down the trade for Devontae Booker last week in fantasy football. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, now look at Yeah. So, it, it is what uh, it is. You, you might, was going to get hurt. Uh, I mean. You might regret that one. Can I tell you, oh, I yeah. have the worst luck oh, yeah. with running backs. In one of my leagues, now Murray got hurt last night, but he came back, so I had a big sigh of relief. But I also have uh, Jennings, you know, from the Giants, McCoy, and McKinnon. So all of them got hurt. So I picked up Asiata. So this week I started Murray and Asiata. But I'm just like, can my running backs please stay healthy? You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, sometimes fantasy is a rough way to go. So to close out the NFL, gentlemen, Sunday night football. This is what Ray's been waiting for. You got them Philadelphia cheesesteak eagles going to the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Saving by four and a half and not I gotta tell you, I, I I'm a Steeler fan. I cannot stand the Cowboys. But Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, Dez is back, the defense is serviceable, and they will beat the Eagles, cover the spread. I'm gonna say twenty six twenty. The Cowboys take care of Philadelphia and Dak Prescott, his wagon goes a little bit faster and a little bit better than Carson's wagon. Yeah, if this game was in Philly, I'd pick the Eagles. Since it's in Dallas, I'm picking Dallas. The O-line and the time of possession, I think, is kind of hiding that Dallas defense. And, you know, Carson Wentz is not in the stage to where he can come out and just dominate. Uh, You know, and, and, you know, Dak is not being asked to do that. He's asked to manage the game, and he's doing that well. He's a real efficient Nice young quarterback. We'll see if he develops into more. But that O-line with Ezekiel Elliott behind it, and, man, it, I, I love what, I, what the Cowboys are doing. They're working with what they have, and I, I think they're going to win this game too. But I love that Philly defense as well. Like I said, 
If this was in Philly, I, I would definitely pick them. Yeah, I'm a Dallas fan, and I'm usually pretty hard on the Cowboys, but I, I think that Philly's a little bit ahead of them. Overrated. So, yeah, th- th- they'll be good, and this kid Carson Wentz may be the real deal, but if you saw, you know, he didn't throw any interceptions the first few games, and then he started pressing and started making some rookie mistakes. And, again, on offense, they don't really have an identity. I mean, I, I don't know what they are because Ryan Matthews is not really a guy that scares you. Darren Sproles is, is obviously a good change of pace. And then they've got these three, you know, number two, number three receivers. So I'm really not scared of their of them offensively. Their D is, is playing very well, but hopefully Dallas can open up some holes. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, they got that they got that connection. Be easy, the new be easy, not Michael Beasley, Cole, not Michael Beasley, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. <laughs> With Dak Prescott, and, and obviously, it, it, you know, as soon as they integrate uh, your boy back into the offense, Des Bryant, they'll be, you know, explosive like they were last year, obviously with, with everybody healthy. So I think the Cowboys just put up too many points, and being at home, yeah, I, I can't see I can't see Philly winning this game. And, and Gentlemen, Philly, Philly is – can I just say real quick, like y'all said, yeah, Philly's yeah, yeah, ahead of schedule – and I'm sure they're looking – like, they love what Wentz is doing as far as progressing and going through the ups and downs. But I know they're like, look, man, we, we got these draft picks. We want to rebuild. We want to get you some skills, uh, some skill position guys. Uh, we're not really trying to win this year, but we'll take it. You know what I mean? You're right. It, they need a lot of help because Jordan Matthews is not the answer. He's the number two receiver, if we're being honest. And Nelson Aguilar is a three or a four. So they still need weapons. Doyle Green Beckham is just, you know, I don't know what you call him. He's but tall. you're right. Totally right. Well, let's go to Saturday, man, because we're starting off with a, a, a classic. There's three top 25 games, and we'll give an upset special. But you are going to see one of the best quarterbacks and maybe a team that's going to be in the college football playoff. Washington Huskies take their talents on the road to Utah, to number 17, four against 17. And for me, you know, this is not Utah with Booker. They're always talented. They got a a good defense. They play scrappy. But your boy Jake Browning is special. 26 TDs, two interceptions. Washington's talent is legit. Gaskin is a beast. And I think the Huskies, they kind of – they. they're trying to make a statement, and they're going to stay in that top four, represent the Pac-12, and they're going to put it on Utah probably, i say 31, like 20. Go Huskies. So this game is in Salt Lake City. So mm-hmm. it's going to be close. I actually think it's going to be closer than you think. Washington fared by 11. So obviously the, 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 the point, uh, you know, the odds makers think that uh, it's all about Washington. If you're an 11 point favorite on the road, that means basically you're a two touchdown or more favorite. Two touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, so I actually think Utah <clears throat> keep it close. Uh, I don't know, maybe the, the elevation up in Salt Lake. I think Washington really hasn't been, in my recollection, a top five team, you know, recently. So it might go to their head, man. This guy Browning is the, is the truth, right? But Ooh. you know what? On the other side, I think Utah will keep it. I think they'll keep it close. Um, you know, obviously Washington is a huge, huge offensive team. They can do their thing. Um, the Utah defense is not bad, but 
I just have a feeling home field here will keep it close. I, I look, I like Washington to win, but I'll say they'll win thirty twenty one. Right, so it'll be it'll be closer than closer than the point spread. Uh, so I would definitely take the uh, I would take maybe the over and take Utah to cover. Yeah, okay. I'm in agreement sounds... with you. I'm in agreement with you on that. They win, but it's close. And I, I gotta say, man, watching Washington be more physical than Stanford that game, that really shocked me that night. Like I, you guys, you, know, you cover college football, so y'all know a lot more about these teams than I do. I just see them and then you know make my little choices. But I was shocked at that, man. So I, I'm all on board with this team. I think they do make the playoffs. It was impressive. Now, granted, it's turned out that Stanford is not the team we thought they would be, but physically the way Washington manhandled them, that was impressive. Now, you want to talk about impressive, number seven, Nebraska, shocking everyone each week, going to number 11, Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin's at home. To me, you know, look, this young kid, Hornibrook, the young quarterback, he's starting to get in the groove. I think Wisconsin showed what they were against Ohio State. They had them on the ropes, should have beat them. They played a heck of a game against um, Michigan. And I think Wisconsin is a little bit, mm, I don't believe you, you need more people. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like this is just the schedules come up and Cinderella is going to crash down. So I'm going to take Washington in a, in a, in a phys- I mean Wisconsin, sorry, in a physical game. But I think they pull away. I think this one's a little bit low scoring. You know, college football, over-unders, it's like over every week. But this week, you know, I don't know the over-under in this game, but I would probably take the under. I'm going to say, how about 24-17 Wisconsin wins? So, I agree. I think that Wisconsin and Nebraska are both pretty good defensive teams, and they'll both – shut each other down. I think Nebraska's a little overrated. They're 7-0. and They're overrated because they really haven't played anybody. They beat Oregon, no one. who at the time was ranked 22nd, but really this is not the Oregon and the Mark Helford, sorry, that we've Could known lose his job. <laughs> the last five years. So they beat Northwestern, Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, really the dregs of the Big Ten West, right? <laughs> As opposed to Wisconsin, we talked about this last week. Wisconsin, think about this stretch. They did play Iowa, right? But before that, they lost to Ohio State in overtime. Remember that? And they Mm -hmm. held Michigan, which was scoring 50 a game. They had a stretch of, what was it, five straight 45-point games. They held Michigan to – they lost 14-7. So, obviously, Wisconsin isn't that talented an offensive team, but playing Ohio State and Michigan back-to-back. And the week before that, they put it on they put it on Michigan State 30-6. to So, I like this Wisconsin team, especially in Madison. I think Nebraska's overrated. I don't think Wisconsin can run away from anybody. That's why this game will be closer than, than – the scoreboard will be closer than the actual game. I think Wisconsin pretty much dominates start to finish, and they probably win – a pretty low-scoring game. I'll call it 20, I'll say 21-13. Now the nightcap, the battle of the Deshaun's. Number three, Clemson, going to Tallahassee. Number 12, Florida State, Francois against Watson. 
this one is hard because we saw Clemson battle Louisville. We saw Clemson struggle with NC State, and we've seen what Louisville has done against Florida State and NC State. But Florida State showed me something that I didn't think they had in them. When they won that Miami game, granted that's a rivalry, but the way they played and just the field goal, composer, were they all blowing? Were they go like <laughs> yeah, wide but, right? They tried to give but, back. They tried to give back. <laughs> but you saw that. You saw what they did in the second half, right? Which the last couple of years, and definitely during the Jameis Winston era, they've been a second half team. But you got to admit, Clemson's not been as sharp. You know, Deshaun, you know, he's lost some weapons. A lot of guys are playing on Sundays now. But eight interceptions, 20 touchdowns. But I think what I like about Florida State is that they still have got Dalvin Cook. And at the end of the day, this boy's got 900 yards rushing. He's got seven TDs. And I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder. And I think he makes a statement in Tallahassee. I think the crowd goes crazy. And I actually am going to go with the upset here. I think – and I, this is going against my pick, right? I had Clemson beating Alabama uh, or Oklahoma in the championship, so I had Clemson winning it all this year. And I, I got a pick against them just only because I think Florida State's got got something, and I think this is going to salvage their season, get them still in a top bowl, keep them in the top ten. I think they win 34-31. Can I just throw this out there? Go ahead, Nas, I think what do you got? Before the season, and we had all crowned Deshaun Watson as number one pick, his future guy, and then you watched him this year, and you were like, wait a minute. Did he regress, or did we kind of make him a little bigger than what he is? And as you watch him, you're not as impressed, and you, they, they look like they can be had. So I'm with you on the Florida State uh, playing for pride thing. This could make their season essentially uh, to win this game and ruin Clemson's season. And and when did the idea of Clemson going Clemson go away? Like one year we're willing to throw that away. All that history of Clemson, Clemson. So I, I'm I'm going with it, man. I think I think we see the old Clemson and they find a way to lose this game. And yes, I'm really down on Deshaun Watson because I, I guess I talked myself into him being some kind of new age Michael Vick slash Charlie Ward. So I don't know. And then you saw and then you saw Lamar Jackson. It's okay. You can say it. We all did. We all thought that, but then we saw <laughs> Lamar Jackson and we were like, oh no, he's the man. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> My bad. I tell, you what, I tell you what, when you play oh, in the boy. ACC and you have and you won the national championship what three years ago with Jameis Winston and you already have two losses you are playing desperate, Florida State. And this notion, which I, somebody has to explain this to me, but this notion of Jimbo Fisher could leave Florida State for another job. LSU. For like LSU. LSU, really? <laughs> so maybe that got under their skin a little bit. Maybe people lost confidence in him. Maybe his voice is not as, as powerful in the locker room as it used to be. So I'm going to say that this Florida State team's a little shook. And Clemson will not win the national championship, but I don't see in this ACC that they're going to get stopped. So I actually think they win this game. I think it'll be fairly close because it's in Tallahassee. But, look, Deshaun Watson looked special in, I would say, half of his games. 
certainly in the national championship game against uh, against Alabama, Alabama. He put up yeah. one of those, um, you know, crazy, what was your boy's name from Texas, Vince Young, you know, type performances. Yes. Uh, so he, he was the truth then. You, maybe they've caught up to him a little bit, but, but I think that these guys are good enough and fired up enough between him and Gallman and Williams. They'll be – revved up enough to know that they need this game. Uh, if a one-loss Clemson team that doesn't look so good may be left out, especially if you really think that Washington is for real, so you, you need a Pac-12 team in there. you got to think if Ohio State beats Michigan, you know, the Big Ten could be talking about two teams because they both look great, and obviously Alabama's Alabama. So, uh, you know, you, you're fighting so Clemson really can't afford to lose, uh, and I don't think they do. I think they do enough. Florida State's a little – something's wrong there in Tallahassee. Um, Dalvin Cook is still having a really good year. This kid, Francois, looks like he, he could be the truth. Maybe next year, um, statistically, he's putting up a great year. I just have a feeling Clemson doesn't win it all, not to your point, but I think at least they go through this ACC season. No, it sounds like a, a good assessment to me. I just got a funny feeling about Tallahassee and playing at home. Before we get to the NBA and close out the show, real quick, uh, an upset special. I got two for you. I've been going against West Virginia every week, and I think it finally happens. I think Oklahoma State at home upsets number 10 West Virginia. I know their defense is good, but Oklahoma State can score. And maybe you see Barry Sanders Jr. get into the end zone. You know, maybe he takes one to the house. And the other one real quick. I'm going down to Georgia. I'm going down with, you know, the 404 or not of that. And I think Georgia beats – I don't like this Florida team. Everybody likes them, and I just – I don't see it. I don't. They're 14 in the country, and I'm like, oh, they're barely top 20 to me. I think Georgia gets the upset and edges Florida. So that, that's that's my two. I wanted to say Texas against Baylor, but Baylor just scores too much for Texas, man. So you got any upsets, man? Well, I'll give you this one. This is a team that's riding high, and I'm going to say they're going to get cut off at the knees. Purdue is a 14-point underdog, but I have a feeling Penn State, after their whiteout and their Ohio State victory, <laughs> they're going to that's be so juiced up. They're going to be so excited that nobody is picking them. They're going to look ahead. They're going to look past this game, and I have a feeling that in – Purdue, they're going to lose, and uh, where are they in, in West Lafayette, right? Like West Lafayette, mm-hmm. Indiana, they're going to lose. Uh, again, this this Purdue team hasn't really had a great season, but this would be their season, knocking off a, a 24-ranked Penn State team that's actually pretty athletic, but, uh, you know, they have a hard time, they have a hard time scoring, so um, we'll, I think that keeps the game close, and I think Purdue sneaks one out at home. <laughs> Sounds but good to me. I, I don't have an upset, but I just want to throw out there uh, to the people thinking uh, Florida State and all these other places are going to get rid of their coach. Uh, look at the buyouts. I think Jimbo's $35 million. Uh, even Halford out there in Oregon, I think his is like $11 million. And some wow. fans started up a GoFundMe uh, to pay his buyout <laughs> to get him out of town. Oh so my. always remember these buyouts are huge, and some of these guys aren't going a damn place. Because the buyouts are too high. Yeah, I think you're right. I'll be interested to see what LSU and USC do for uh, probably next year for hiring coaches. Let's go to the association. 
I mean, a couple of uh, highlights, the first three, you know, look, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, first four days, you know, tonight, Cavs already up on the Raptors, but I, I want to send my heart and, and, and my trade, uh, trade card down in New Orleans, because Anthony Davis dropping 50 and the rest of the team scoring 52, nobody's ever healthy, sometimes not even him. Holidays are always taking holidays. And this poor kid, his talent is just going to be wasted and wasted. I don't know if he can get anybody to come down there to play with him, even though anybody should want to go to New Orleans except for the weird ownership because your boy Benson has two teams and shares the medical staff with both. I mean, that's just comedy. But Anthony Davis, Ray, just when I was ready to say he's not a you know top you know guy or whatever, boy, if he's healthy – he is the number one stunner. So I, I'm just impressed with him. Anything else that really popped out, like the Spurs or the Clippers win last night? What's popped out the first couple of nights to you? So obviously Anthony Davis. Look, but nothing's changed in my mind. The only thing that can hold him back is injuries because this guy is yeah. the new age NBA. I mean, he's a kid that grew oh, he grew six inches as a junior in high school, and his whole game, and that it turned out to be the best thing for him in life, that he got the little man agility with the big man body, and so he's coordinated, he's athletic, he's everything you want in a big man. I mean, maybe you know, put 10 pounds on him, 15 pounds, but you don't want that to, to, to ruin his you know, versatility. Uh, his supporting cast, that's that's always going to be the issue, right? He needs some shooters around him. He needs some other lockdown defenders. But other than that, Anthony Davis is, is you know, there's a reason he's a, he, all the GMs say he and Carl Anthony Towns are obviously the, the, the two guys you'd start your franchise with. Um, the Spurs slapping Golden State in the mouth. I thought that Woo! was very interesting. Uh, you know, Golden State had a the double range. slap. That was a double slap. Let's be honest. That was a double slap. Yeah, that was a front and back. They did a pop out. Yeah. Uh, that was a front up. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Um, you know, the Hawks, your Hawks, right, being the Wizards. I thought th- these are two teams that the really. The Wizards are horrible. Can we bury the Wizards after one game? Already? They're horrible. Yeah, they play no defense. This is why I said they won't make the playoffs. It's embarrassing. Marquise Morris led them in scoring. whoop de doo Wall and Beal, inconsistent. Wall is great, but it's like he it's like he doesn't know himself. He needs to, like, meet himself and have a conversation in the mirror. I, I just – you can't trust them at all. I'll tell you, you want to talk about impressed, you've got to be impressed by the Chicago Bulls and the Indiana Pacers. Pacers in overtime, out slugging the Mavericks, not much defense played. But with Miles Turner's dropping 30, he's up there for most improved. And I think that Pacer team – is really dangerous. I, th- I think they're going to wind up being in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Cavs. And I was impressed by Dwayne Wade and Butler and the boys and the Bulls being able to take care of Isaiah Thomas, which is the only thing going really in Boston, him and Hawford, um, last night. So it's going to be fun. I think the season is going to be good. And I like the Clippers, man, beating the Blazers because the Blazers are a great team. Lillard's a beast. But when the Clippers, I remember I said Blake Griffin being back, there's going to be some battles out there in the West this season between Kawhi Leonard and Blake Griffin and, you know, Spurs Clippers. That's must-see TV, man. Get your NBA ticket, NBA League Pass. <laughs> yeah, it's free It's free this week, so enjoy it. But yeah. the word for the NBA season so far is roster construction. Uh, some people have constructed Ooh. rosters well. Some people not so much. They just assemble talent. Uh, Golden State kind of has to play together for a while, get the chemistry together. And everybody's calling for them to get another big, which is going to be hard to do. I think they need to get another guard. They need a smaller, quick guard 
who can turn things up defensively and kind of change the game as far as pace and how much pressure they put on. Because they're going to score. Mm. They're going to get all of that worked out pretty soon. Uh, Washington, Don't you think they need a shot blocker, some, though? What about a shot blocker? That's yeah, what I would get. get one. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like, get, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're hard to get. And the one that you do get yeah. is one of these Troy Murphy deals to where at the trade deadline we all say, oh, they got such and such. And then you realize, oh, he's washed up. That's why they got such and such. So that, that's what's oh, going to happen great. as far as a big. I think they got to go after guard. Washington, you need to surround John Wall with shooters. Uh, and not undersized shooters like Bradley Beal. Otherwise, you're wasting him and his speed. Anthony Davis, yeah, man. You, you, you're putting these, these chronically injured guys around Anthony Davis and hoping for the best. That is a severe mistake, and you could end up where we have a Carmelo standoff situation where Anthony demands out of town at some point. You have to do something better than what they're doing. Uh, Cleveland looks good. I think LeBron is going to try to get Kyrie the MVP. I think that's his move yeah. for the season. Chicago, yeah, they're they're going to be much better than how about, advertised. How about, how about trust the process? That was the greatest thing so far this <laughs> oh season. My God, the Sixers indeed. fans, Ooh, amazing. And the Sixers, indeed. and a beat, 20 points in 22 minutes, and the Sixers, they admitted to their mistake. They invited back the young lady who had the shirt that said, we matter, to sing the anthem. And I think they did the right thing with that. So she's going to, her name is, I think, Seven. They're going to invite her back to sing. The organization, you know, reassess, and the players talked about it and all that. So we'll see how that plays out. And then the fan that, you know, put the finger up to Russell Westbrook. Now, look, Russell, 32-12-9, he could just possibly average that for the season. So we'll see he's what he does monster. tonight against Phoenix. He yeah, he's, he's a gonna monster. Have a, but he's going to he have is an a issue. Monster. He's going to be frustrated, though, because – He will be frustrated. Oh, yeah. Not enough shooting. Yeah. Not enough shooting. So when he passes – and yep. he does all the work, right? He'll grab the rebound on one end. He'll dribble down the court. He'll break his man down. He'll break your man down. He'll break the other health <laughs> defender down. Then he'll pass it to the wing, and you'll miss the shot. So he's going to get real frustrated. So he hasn't been that frustrated because, you know, Deion Waiters was a low-percentage shooter, but, you know, once in a while he'd get hot, and obviously Kevin Durant was about as efficient a scorer as, there, uh, you know, as, as the league has seen. But he doesn't have that anymore. So I want to see look, Russell's look, look, temperament. <laughs> If if my man from Indiana doesn't ball, I can't think of his name, the high high flying young African. If he doesn't ball, that locker room is gonna turn into Russell and Adams and everybody else. Russell's gonna treat Adams like a peer and everybody oh, else is just there and employee. Yeah, if Victor, Victor Oladipo doesn't ball out, that's what that locker room I think is gonna he will. become. I'm, I'm telling you. He will, so, it's yeah. just his jump shot it. His jump shot is inconsistent. I got to say this, yeah. though, because Ray, and if, you know, go back and listen to our preview show. It's great. Al Troutwood called in. But Ray's got Minnesota making the playoffs this year, which is a smart pick. It's a good pick. I say they're a year away, so I didn't have them. But I did have the Grizzlies in. And opening night, that statement to me kind of defined how I think it's going to play out because you have the but the young – but but the young guys are not ready to buy in to play the defense they need to. And they've got to trade Rubio. So I don't think Minnesota's quite ready for Tom Thibodeau. Season two, they will be. And the Grizzlies, Mike Conley boys, Mike Conley ready to play some ball. Watch out. The Grizzlies, are, they're going to make the playoffs. He makes $30 million. He's the highest-paid player not named LeBron James <laughs> in the NBA. You better come yeah. and bring it every night. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, a true, he's a true pro, and he will – but he's not going to give you all NBA numbers. That's the problem with it. But, look, that, that Philly thing, remember this. Philly's not going to be historically bad as far as losses. 
but they're going to take a whole lot of lumps. Right now we're looking at young legs being able to make up for, you know, basketball IQ. But as the season goes yeah. along, the Lakers, Philly, they're going to come back to earth. Right now they got so Lakers much spring in their step. Give them credit. Yeah, they got Lakers so much spring in their night. step, they're a problem. Yeah, it's opening night, yeah. man. The, the L's are coming. Nah, I know. They're coming. Well, listen, especially in the West. Thanks for calling you know. in, man. This was, this was great. Is. You know, we love it when you call and hanging out with us and, and talking everything. Uh, it's going to be a great sports weekend. Uh, do you have a pick, Cubs or Indians? How many games before we fade out, Naj? Who you got? Oh, uh, because I'm from Illinois and I'm hating on Chicago, I'm going for the Indians. So, yeah, more misery <laughs> for the Cubs fans. And, uh, yeah, I hope it happens. We'll see. Oh, wow. All we didn't right, know you are from well. Illinois. We know you were transplanted to Atlanta, but we didn't know it was from Illinois. You from Chicago? Right outside Chicago, so White Sox. So, it is what okay. it is, Okay, there you go. Okay, there you on go. the south side, All okay? Right. Okay, so well, thing I will say Great. about this is whatever happens, we talked about this, I want seven games for several reasons. One, the two teams haven't been in the in the World Series since 1908 for the Cubs, 1948 from the Indians, but also this is the time of year, let's stretch it out, where all four pro sports teams are in action. So you got your hockey, your baseball, your basketball, and your football all together. So that'd be great. And your college go football. Well, <laughs> obviously college football too, right? But the four professional sports – all the way through the weekend, that would be really cool to, to have it go for about great. A, a whole right. week. Right. What what else could distract us from that day in November that's coming up? So I agree. All four <laughs> sports keep rolling. Yeah, that's we cool, we man. listen. We need Y'all distractions. A- we need we need yes. sanity and distractions, and that's what sports and music are here for, man. Because sometimes yes, the reality is not really reality, and it just becomes stressful. So look, have a great sports weekend. Everybody, stay safe out there. Enjoy it. Let's go Cubs, let's go Indians, and um, can the Jets beat let's the Cleveland Browns, sports. man? That's, that's all we want. Let's go Jets. Jets beat the Browns. Have a great sports weekend.